It's Friday, August 19th, 2022, and this is Dan Excelsior, the Mostly Marvel Podcast. I'm Dennis, and I'll be your host as we review the latest Marvel happenings across all media, uh, as well as other superpowered stories that caught our attention. And when I say we, uh, I mean my nerdy co-host joining me this evening. Uh, he's ready to once again get hung up on the physics of the Hulk. It's Ricky. It's me. Oh man! Did you, when you stepped away, did you not realize that it was about to be eight o'clock and it was time for the show to start? Um, I had an inkling, but yeah. uh, you know, I had to do a quick uh, costume change. So, gotcha, gotcha. Well, uh, we took last week off. I had a, I had a my my parental unit, my mom visiting, uh, and I just didn't want to try and pull off a show. Uh, Your mom well, would have made a great guest. Um, agree to disagree. Um, she, but in any case, uh, yeah, it was it was like, the other reason we kind of chose not to is because like it was really just gonna be the one episode of Harley Quinn to talk about, and mm-hmm. I was like, I don't really want to pull a guest or try and like, I didn't want to try and fill that space, you know, like I don't I don't ever want to do this show just to fill time. I like to do stuff. I like to have stuff to talk about. Yeah. And, and, uh, and I thought, I think it's okay if we pushed one episode of Harley Quinn, we could talk about both this week. And then, uh, and then, you know, even better, we now have a She-Hulk to talk about. So we're Mm -hmm. not just completely DC. Like we were all of your super heroines. Yeah. 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 Um, before we get into the show, um, I do, I do have questions for you, but I'll, I'll get some formalities out of the way really quick. Um, we, as, as promised, we have a fun show in store. Uh, we advertised it and we'll be doing it. Uh, we're putting a spotlight on, um, season three, episodes five and six of Harley Quinn and, uh, the newly dropped She-Hulk attorney at law that just recently showed up on Disney plus yesterday. Uh, but before that, we have some nerd news to discuss. Uh, I didn't get a chance to whip up some trivia for you, Ricky. Sorry. Um, You're, you're just not that special. It's Mm -hmm. okay. Um, and for those of you joining us live, don't be shy. We'll be checking the comments regularly and, uh, particularly, you know, when we're talking about the shows that, uh, you guys went to the trouble of watching before joining us. Um, and then, uh, yeah, if you can't get enough of us, you should visit patreon.com slash Media, where you'll find a variety of creative offerings, including recent episodes of our live after show, the soapbox, uh, patrons get exclusive access to chat with us. But if that's not your thing, don't worry. We'll release it to the public the following week. So, you know, we just like to make it special for, for people who are uh, nice enough to want to hang out with us, help support our, our, our little show here. Um, but I did have a, I have a couple questions for you. But the first one I want to know is mm-hmm. the last time we did this show, um, we talked oh, about shit. Harley Quinn and Sandman. Yeah. And uh, it's been two weeks, and I was just curious: Did you finish Sandman? Um, no. <laughs> Immediately after I finished uh, that episode or that show, we discovered Severance, <laughs> and, and that took took place of the past two weeks. So yeah. I think Severance and Reservation Dogs have all just filled my block. <laughs> um, but you're caught up on Reservation Dogs. It's like a 22 minute show. Mm. But I, wait, I they released two new episodes today, right? Wasn't that the big news? They released one new episode of Sandman today after 
after dropping the uh, the full 10 episodes uh, in the first week, uh, two weeks later, they put out a new episode. It's pretty clever because it's actually like... Like a one-shot. Um, it's kind of like two one-shots put together. Um, one of them is actually animated. Uh, oh. So don't get me wrong. Like Morpheus is actually in both episodes. Mm-hmm. He is. But um, they're kind of like these things that they do sometimes in, in the comics. They have Sandman like um, interludes. Mm-hmm. They're like different stories that don't necessarily um, play into the bigger story. But you get to see Dream doing the things he does as the Lord of Dreams. Um, the, the animated one is pretty amazing. Um, that one's only like 20 minutes long. And then the second part of that episode is like a 40 minute episode about um, Calliope, one uh, one of the um, daughters of Zeus that was also captured uh, mm-hmm. a muse. And she was captured during the same time frame as Dream. And so uh, you get a you get a visit from the Weird Sisters, and they basically let her know, like, hey, even if you wanted to be visited by or by help help by Dream, he can't help you right now. He's also imprisoned and stuff. And so it's it's a pretty cool episode, man. But um, I highly recommend you watch that show. It's super- I think I think I'll go back around to, to Sandman. I I don't want to shut the door on it. Um... <laughs> When does when does Lord of the Rings come out? That's next Friday. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, I have zero excitement for that one. Really? Yeah. I think I just owe it to myself to watch Lord of the Rings. Like again, I don't really like fantasy. I'm not a big fantasy person, but those movies were my childhood for a minute. But was The Hobbit your childhood too? Uh, I read The Hobbit as a kid. That was one of the first books I read. Was The Hobbit? But I'm saying the the movies. The movies? Yeah. Um, I did not see the last one in yeah, theaters. That's what I'm saying. I never watched any of them because, like, I just don't, I didn't understand how you can turn a a 200 page book into like you know three <laughs> movies. Well, money. Well, yeah, that I get, but uh, but yeah, no. So like, if it's anything outside of the the actual books, like that aren't the Silmarillion, which was also kind of a cash grab, mm-hmm. I don't really care, you know. Like, so I'm sure it'll look cool. Um, I'll check it out, but I'm I'm not excited at all. And I know that breaks some people's hearts that are are longtime watchers or listeners. But um, sorry, it's not my thing. I just yeah. don't like. Yeah. But anyways, uh, let's get the energy up. I think you have two weeks worth of news to share with us. Uh, yeah, I have, I have some news. <laughs> I don't know about right. two weeks worth of news. But... Do it. All right, uh, Spider-Man: No Way Home Extended Edition. What's it called? The the more fun stuff edition. Um, it's officially having eleven more minutes of more fun stuff. This is That's coming like... out next next week or Labor Day weekend, September second. Um, back in theaters for I think uh, two weeks is what what's the run. Are you interested in these uh, extra eleven minutes, Dennis? <sighs> Like, I feel pretty grossed out by the fact that they already sold me the movie. 
you know <laughs> yes, what I mean? this is out and you can go buy it <laughs> like store. i already i already bought the movie and now you're telling me there's like a new version of the movie with 11 extra minutes yeah that you're gonna buy it again no i'm not gonna buy it again i don't i don't i just wanted the first one it's fine you know like i don't know I'm, like honestly I'm it just seems like a weird like because spider-man away made a lot of money and it's it's we're talking like top 10 of all time money so depending on how this uh movie does i believe it can surpass uh I think it's avatar again yeah i'm not sure but it, it's i think it's eyeing for the number it's at number four and i think it's eyeing the number three spot of all time I whatever just, it's just, just a yeah a little bit of a dick waving contest it's, but it's weird it's more it's spider-man weird. i don't know you tell me how it is tell me how those 11 <laughs> i'll tell you how are. those bootleg ex- extra 11 minutes are i'm just not i'm not gonna care about those those minutes they don't matter to me keep going a bathing ape, uh, one of my favorite uh, shoe companies or shoe companies, is doing a Marvel collaboration with their signature shoe. Um, here are the pictures of, of all six shoes. You got the the main three, the Hulk. You got Rocket. You got Black Widow, and they're all getting cool. Bape sneakers. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Find Those them at really your. Nice. Uh, I like the I mean, colors. The their sneakers are of a nice quality in general. So, if you want some loud Iron Man sneakers, there you go. Avengers, the video game that keeps on giving, uh, is giving us a new character. We're we getting the Winter Soldier. It's coming out with the next patch. Which Wait, is... wasn't She-Hulk supposed to be the next character? I think that was the the rumor through that voice uh, <coughs> yeah. actor leak. Hmm. But they came out. This is this is per their Twitter um, that with the next patch, the Winter Soldier is going to be added into the game. So. What what character will get you to go back in the game? None. None? I got they gave me Spider-Man and he sucked, so I'm done. I'm right. done. There's no character that they can give me that would make me want to come back. Do you want an Avengers 2? Like what do you do you no. want them to shake another crack at this game? No, that game is terrible and I and I and I have a feeling it would be because it was Square Enix. Um like I mean, I know, I know it's, it's, uh, you know, I mean, it was an expensive game to make, but by all accounts, uh, an Avengers game of that cachet needs to be a lot better. You know, it's Avengers destiny. And I don't, I don't know how you mess that up. It is. It's, it's destiny light though. It's not like, I mean, but they were never going to do like what destiny does with like the pieces. I I feel like this is deja vu from like. 2021 just us dunking on this game <laughs> i just wish this game would go away so we don't have to have it come up in the news oh, anymore we'll get like another year of it Ugh. uh speaking of waiting a year i think your galactus is shipping out dan yoon tweeted galactus will start to ship out in november i yeah i'm pretty excited about that i'm a little bummed that it's going to be november i thought it was going to be a little sooner than that uh but that's cool i'm i'm happy for, for that um, I, I was just, I've been, um, you know, while my mom was visiting, we did a giant, uh, um, rearranging of all the furniture and all the, all the stuff in this room. I'm not done yet. Um, so you don't get to see my cool sentinels behind me on my shoulders and stuff right now, but 
You're making uh, there, room for Galactus. There will be a place for Galactus. At, yes, he'll be behind me somewhere. Um, but yeah, it's a whole. It was a whole chore um, that I've, I've been doing still today. I was still cleaning and everything. So he is bigger um, than a Sentinel, right? He's about four inches taller than a Sentinel because of that head. The <laughs> Sentinels maybe five inches. The Sentinels' uh, head comes to Galactus's shoulders. Okay, that's not bad. So yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty excited, but yeah. What do you got here? Uh, I should have looped this one back in. Uh, so Disney and Marvel are going to do a game showcase at D23. September 9th, uh, they're going to be showing off what's in store for the next year of games in terms of Marvel. Okay. Uh, the big rumors are the EA Black Panther game that's uh, apparently in the works, and then the Amy really? Henning, uh, uh, her game. She, she's the one who did Uncharted, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah, she, has- she did Last of Us and Uncharted. So her uh, she is what, working on a Marvel game, but oh, yet to be cool. to be known what it is. So we'll probably see. That I just want the I just want the Wolverine game in Spider Man Two. I would hope like, we get Spider Man Two. I don't think I feel like Wolverine's too far along or too yeah too far along. I mean, Maybe. they work pretty fast, so we'll see. We'll see Midnight Suns. Uh, well, that one got pushed to like next year, right? Yeah, but Cute. they're still putting out trailers and stuff for it. Yeah, yeah, you gotta yeah. get those pre order numbers up. Gotcha. Speaking then, of pre-orders. Uh, uh, yeah, no, uh, I, so this is, I'll take over from here. The uh, Marvel Legends team uh, scheduled a live stream uh, last week. I think last uh, Tuesday or, or Wednesday or something like that, Wednesday. Um, and uh, they, I thought they were just going to talk about a lot of the stuff they showed at Comic-Con, but then they, I mean, they kind of did. It was a half and half, but uh, they ended up showing us the, these are some, there were some figures that they showed us at Comic-Con but they didn't say how they'd be coming out uh, officially. And uh, so here they are. We got a brand new fourth wave of Disney plus figures. Mm-hmm. Um, it's from the various shows on Disney plus uh, as they've shown before at Comic-Con, we get a he who remains with an ice green apple. Um, and we also get a classic Loki uh, keep going Ricky. Um, and then we get uh, that Howard the duck from what if and the Ant-Man head also. But then they also threw in the Red Skull from What If. right there. And it is some reuse, but you got to remember that figure only ever released as a Comic-Con exclusive with the Tesseract. So nobody outside of people who bought bought it at Comic-Con ever had a chance to get this figure. Um, So yeah. bought it for that dumb Tesseract now. (laughs) Oh, I... I did the reverse, so I wish you would have told me that. Oh, well, are you going to buy that Loki with the Tesseract? Uh, I am buying the Loki. I already bought the Loki. Oh, the I'll go have these on for that Tesseract. Uh, you can have my old Tesseract. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there's still uh, more figures in the wave. Keep going. We got some more from What If. We got What If Iron Man and What If... Um, or sorry, Zombie Iron Man and Zombie Scarlet Witch. Uh, I love her freaking hair. Those are that reused is, too, right? What? Those are all reused too, the bodies? Uh, parts are reused. The Iron Man, if you look close, he actually has pieces of his armor torn out, and you can see his ribs and stuff. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, and yeah, and he's got bone on his arm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was pretty subtle, but like it's pretty cool to see. Like They actually chopped up an Iron Man toy mm-hmm. uh, to give you that, that extra zombie detail. And then the Wanda's got, like, uh, you know, it's the body is from a old... I think civil war Wanda, but like, mm-hmm. you know, they give her all the zombie 
yeah. things you need. I mean, she looks cool. Uh, and then to round out the wave, you get Jimmy Woo from, from WandaVision. That's good. Uh, I know everybody wanted a Jimmy Woo figure. So there it is. He has a little card. And he's got a card he plays with. Um, and then uh, the Build-A-Figure is probably the best Build-A-Figure I've seen in a long freaking time. It is a badass Conchu. I wish I had a picture to show you of how tall he is relative to a Marvel legend. Um, he's huge, man. He's mm-hmm. really, really tall. Uh, he's he's appropriate to what he looked like in the show. Uh, and he just looks freaking awesome. I like awesome. how they did the head. That was, that was, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like this weird like neck that's like energy to kind of support it up yeah it's translucent and then they showed a few figures of this one before at comic-con they showed a razorback and a human fly but they also finally announced that there would be not like we got a amazon exclusive box set in the venom set last or two weeks ago Mm -hmm. but then apparently one was not enough they're doing a second one uh, a second amazon exclusive box set um it is an ultimate spider-man versus some of his weirdest freaking enemies ever. It's um, bottom of the barrel. <laughs> a, you could easily say bottom of the barrel. Sea um, <laughs> Cow Soda just wanted to chime in on on Conchu. Best build a figure of a toxic role player ever. <laughs> good, good call. Uh, but yeah, the cool thing is um, the uh, this this Spider Man. You can't quite see it from my pictures. But he's actually got a purple uh, tint to him. Yeah, he's like a little uh, sheen. He looks yeah, really he's cool. Got, yeah, he's a purple sheen, and he's actually on the younger kid size buck. So it's actually supposed to be Ultimate Spider-Man from the um, the you know the Ultimate line of comics. And uh, I love him because he actually looks exactly like the Ultimate Spider-Man from the video game um, Shattered Dimensions, mm-hmm. in which like four different Spider-Man from different realities all come together. Um, but yeah, the purple, the purple symbiote costume just looks really cool. Um, but then, yeah, you also get, you also get the human fly, which I mean, yay, Molten Man, which actually surprisingly Molten Man's a pretty classic, uh, Spider-Man villain that we've never gotten a comic book figure for, um, really? ever in Marvel Legends. So that's Are these really like, cool. I mean, is this what he looks like in the ultimates or is he just generally looking like, no, that's what he looks like normally. Mm-hmm. It's not really an ultimate's. Uh, thing it's it's just the spider-man is also okay. everybody else is this is what they look like in the regular 616 dumb <laughs> that's razorback i mean i did say they're his dumbest villains so there you go and then there's silver Mane, which actually we've gotten his head before on a little racing car uh rc car and you could you could choose to put that head on an ultron body and it would work fine well they just went ahead and gave you a that is Ultron. an Ultron body, right? That's an Ultron slash Beetle, uh, Ultimate okay. Beetle body. Uh, but it's painted at least to, to look nice for Silver. I Man. broke that figure. Uh, yeah, you did. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, and uh, then, just never missing a beat. Uh, yesterday, when uh, right after She Hulk dropped on Disney Plus uh, around 10 a.m. in the morning, they finally uh, released the pre-order for the She Hulk figure for the previous Disney Plus wave which is um, the what Infinity Ultron build a figure. So Mm -hmm. this is a weird wave that they've been giving us one piece at a time throughout the whole year since 
Hawkeye, right? I think, or yeah. I mean, this one's been cooking for a while because it still has the plastic covering. It has the older She-Hulk logo. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's true. You, yeah, if you notice the other wave that I showed you has the new boxes without showing the plastic covering. So this is one of probably the last wave of of uh, Marvel Legends that's going to have the um the the visit the window. Spoilers. To, to she wears to. this suit. Yeah. Spoilers. We've seen that in the trailer. <laughs> but um, I bought that super quick because I was really excited. Um, I think it's a great likeness. The photo reel printing that they do on these on these faces is so impressive. I think it looks exactly like the way her it does look like looks. her. Yeah, I wish they would like give her like a mean face. I want a mean. But that's the thing. Like she doesn't really need to make mean faces though. Like that's kind of her deal. We can talk about that later. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, and I don't need her to smile more. So I'm oh, I didn't say that. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and then see uh, cow soda ask, why do you think they changed the logo? So yeah. weird. Well, the current ones like from the comic, right? What are we talking about? The logo on the on the figure? Yeah, yeah. The She-Hulk logo. Oh, is it is a little different, isn't it? Yeah, Um, because they got old design. They got old production art designs. That's why Hasbro's always working with such old stuff that like they can't, they can't keep. I mean, up what was the She Hulk? Was that announced at D twenty three? The last one? No. Oh yes, She Hulk was like yeah. announced at D twenty three. Okay. Uh, in fairness, though, like it could, they could update the uh, the logo by the time the box actually hits. Sure. Dude, yeah. this is this is supposed to arrive like in in March. Oh. of 2023 so there's a good chance i could i could see it with the correct logo by the time it comes out uh but yeah that's all the marvel Legends stuff and and i know i i always do this like we always like spend a decent amount of time talking about these and i never really clarify why we do these toys versus any other toys and it's honestly because like um if you're a marvel fan there are there is no other line in existence that will cover the breadth of characters that Marvel Legends will. Like, um, they go deep cuts. I mean, you can go pay for a super nice Spider-Man figure from Japan, but you will never get a human fly or a Razorback from Japan. It's just <laughs> never going to happen. It's not. It's not. So if you love, like, all of Marvel, like I like I do, unfortunately, um, you like to see all the toys playing together, that's the line, and that's why I love it. I mean, I guess Fun Funko probably comes close, but I don't know if there's a Funko Razorback or or Human Fly. I think you know yeah, they're I mean? pretty selective, but they can crank if if people wanted it, they will get a Funko Razorback in like yeah for sure two weeks. The the cool thing about Marvel Legends is sometimes we get figures that we didn't know we wanted. You know what I mean? Like we, nobody knew we wanted a Razorback until they I wonder us like if there's just like a, their R and D is just like taking apart figures, putting them together in weird ways. And like, this looks like this guy. That's exactly what they do. Um, <laughs> no, they have like uh, the lead designer, uh, Dwight Stahl has all of the figures on his, on his shelves, like all of them in front of him so that he can see them and they can look at what pieces they could take from one to another. And then maybe just tool. Cause what they're, when they're tooling, they're making new pieces, new molds that they have to like, you know, create. And so they always try to have like they have a tooling budget for every wave. And so, you know, whenever they can reuse, they do. But I don't think that's a horrible thing that they reuse parts because like 
the reality is a lot of the comic book characters created in the 60s and 70s and 80s they just have skin tight outfits right so like yeah it's it's really just a paint job right but mm-hmm. like but what you'll you can always count on them to do is the mcu figures those are always like brand new sculpts and that she hulk is like look at her suit it's textured and everything you know like it's yeah. It's really cool. So I like they, how they do the the thigh swivel right on the right on the shorts, right? Yeah, on the cut. Yeah, it's, good. it's just a perfect place to put it. Yeah. So that's why I I'm obsessed with this line because it lets me have the entire Marvel universe in my hand, and um, you know, it's why we talk about video games that also let us do that too. But yeah, as a Marvel fan. You know you like Marvel Legends if you really like if you like. Marvel you got me into them. They are quality toys. So yeah, yeah. Even if the price has gone up so many times in the last like year and a half. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's all I got for for news and Marvel Legends. Uh, Ricky, I apologize. I really did want to whip together a trivia, but the day got away from me. Um, I can I can really I can find trivia about the shows that we're going to talk about. And ask him to you in the form of questions. <laughs> um, sure. Um, and see how that goes. That's probably not going to go well. But why <laughs> don't we? Why don't we start with? Uh, why don't we start with Harley Quinn just to get this? Yeah. So we let's, end let's, on a Marvel. On a Marvel. Let's bust know? bust it out. All right. So we waited long enough. Um, we're putting a spotlight on Harley Quinn season three, episodes five and six, because we didn't we didn't have a mm-hmm. show last week to do five. Um, and so just fair warning uh, before we do that, you know, spoiler warning. Uh, if you haven't watched either of the episodes yet, uh, the newest one came out yesterday. Um, so we understand, you know, if you if you haven't had a chance to do that, uh, feel free to turn away and uh, come back when you have. Um, you'll thank us later. Uh, you know, and that same goes for She-Hulk when we get to it later in the in the evening. Um, that said, you know, for anyone who chose to chose to ignore the warning, uh, I got some quick recaps for the episodes that I thought, you know, I, they're the really quick summaries. Um, just kind of like to, I guess, remind Ricky where we're at. Uh, but the first <laughs> episode, uh, episode five, was called "It's a Swamp Thing," and. Really, it's uh, Harley, Ivy, and Nora visit New Orleans in search of Swamp Thing, who just might be able to help them find Frank. Uh, And then the second episode was called Joker, the Killing Vote. Uh, When Joker runs for mayor of Gotham, Two-Face attempts to sabotage his campaign. Um, You know, I just want to, before we go into this, like, I'm so happy because... Two weeks ago, we sat here on the show saying, I'm not feeling I'm not feeling Harley Quinn this season. I'm not feeling it right now. Um, you know, I was very I was giving it the benefit of the doubt on the first show we did with the with Brian with all three episodes. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm, it's funny, but I hope it gets better. And then by the fourth episode, I was like, man, it's not getting better. But no, we got like a weird slump. Yeah, it was weird. Right. But. I mean, do you agree? Do you think five and six were great? Yeah, it, I think it's it, they're the the strongest ones yet. It's it feels like a return to form because it, we were talking about it earlier. Like they 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 bring back, I think the 
the joke is of the weird characters that exist in the DC universe. Uh, as opposed to the first three episodes, the joke was how annoying Harley was or is. And yeah, I don't think that that works. You know, I don't I don't think highlighting Harley's uh, insecurities, insecurities. It's like what made that show great. You know, it, it's a part of the part of the mix, but it's not it's not why you're there. Yeah, I, I think it's I, I, I would definitely say that it's it's a part of the reason you are there. But I think the 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 portions weren't adding up right. Right. Yeah. Because like, like, there was some fun stuff with Nightwing in one of the episodes, you know, and Gordon was just being wacky with with uh, Two-Face for several episodes before. But none of it was hitting right. And even Batman and Catwoman, you know, like, but I think the balance of the Harley Ivy stuff to whatever other wacky explorations of, of DC characters just the mix was correct this time around for these yes. last two episodes. Yeah. And we got to, we got to have visits with Swamp Thing and uh, uh, John Constant, Constantine. Yep. And then we got to have, uh, you know, Nora Freeze as well, come back played by Rachel Dretch. And I, I just freaking love her every time. Um, yeah, no, I, the Swamp Thing episode, we can talk about that one first if you want, but like, yeah. uh, I just rewatched that one again today. Uh, and it was just, it was cracking me up because like, um it it was steeped in lore there was a lot of good dc lore there which was uh ivy was still trying to find her friend frank who's gone missing uh and she was trying to access the green which is like the thing in dc universe that all mm-hmm. all plant characters or whatever can connect to and so i thought it was cool that they were kind of explaining the green without like going way in depth yeah in. you kind of was yeah but then like you know, when it got time to like explain, I oh, you know, I'm not, I'm not the best at this, and they immediately just tell you who the best is at this, you know, and it's it's Swamp Thing because he's a freaking weird ass freak, um, <laughs> and which makes it even funnier when you find out later that Nora Freeze let him inside of her and vice versa, you know, so. Um, but yeah, what did, what did, what was your what were your highlights from that one? If you had any, oh god, the 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 man bun on Swamp Thing, like when they put the hipster spin on him, that that's just hilarious because that's that's, yeah, I mean he's all about saving the earth. Of course he's gonna be, <laughs> be all hipstered out and live live in the swamp. Um, he has a beard too. Yeah, yeah, like a weird like they made. They gave her like hips. They gave him hipster traits, but still worked it in his like swamp thing aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. Um, was that that was the highlight? Was just oh, that was the highlight. But I I was surprised. Like Nora Jones or no Nora, Nora Jones? Nora Freeze. <laughs> Nora Freeze. <laughs> um, is she a main player in the comics? I mean, I know she's frozen i only know her in her frozen state not in yeah her i mean state. i'm pretty sure generally most of the time she's frozen in the comics i mean it's possible she's been unfrozen at times and stuff but like i think that was kind of like the fun of the harley quinn show in the first two seasons right is they took this character that had no character mm-hmm. and they just said hey rachel dretch would you like to play her and they just let her run wild you know like she gets an Uber and she's like, we just did coke in the butt. You know, like it's, it's she just does 
whatever things the writers feel like having her do because she's not tethered to any anything there's just not there's there's no limit to what Nora Freeze can do None. and so i think that's that automatically made that episode better is because anytime you t- they're taking these dc characters that are you know cherished or or known for being one thing um and then they just go bonkers with it that's what makes it fun mm-hmm. uh that said I still liked John Constantine in the show, even though he was exactly John Constantine. Like he wasn't, he didn't need to be bonkers for his, his guest spot to work because by definition, he just already is out there. So I thought it was cool that they just got Matt Ryan to show up and just play the character. He always plays. He didn't have to play the comedy version of him. He's just the guy that would be at a bar, a random bar. Like who, the the guy who has the Swamp Thing map. Yeah, he's the guy who would know how to get to Swamp Thing. And he happens to be drinking at that bar. That's the kind of thing John Constantine would do anyway. So, um, yeah, it was interesting how, like, they kept him right in the pocket. Like, he just never, he didn't have to do anything zany or anything at all. I mean they put a funny shirt on him, you know, like after he wakes up in the morning and stuff like, and he's got like a funny, you know, demon lingerie picture in his wallet and stuff. But like he himself just showed up, got a check for doing the thing that he's so great at doing every week or every, every movie or animated movie, whatever. Um, I love that guy. It's John. It's the same guy throughout it all, all the animated in the shows. Ever since they brought him uh, they they gave him his own show on NBC many many years ago that got canceled after one season. Uh, every iteration of John Constantine has been played by that guy, because even though they canceled the show, they knew the fans loved him. Like he he is the best part of that show by a mile. Like I don't need to go back and rewatch the show because he just continues to go play that character elsewhere. But he's so perfect is John Constantine that fans know that. And that's why they don't like, you know, it's, it's fun when like they go and cast all these different characters that you'd never expect to play or actors to play these characters. Like uh, what uh, I think it's Sam Richardson plays a uh, swamp thing. Right. Yeah, yeah. And it was a, it was a way you'd never heard swamp thing before. Uh, very bro-ish and, and really funny. And like, that's funny. It's funny when they, you know, when they give you, comedic actors the chance to go and play these characters but nobody wants to hear anybody play john constantine if it's not matt ryan (laughs) and so i think that was cool like i was thinking about that when i was watching the episodes with bruce and how like it's so funny that they chose Diedrich bader to be the guy who Mm -hmm. gets to be this this ridiculous version of batman um and like there's been so many bruces you know but like that's the one they like. Uh, but yeah, Matt Ryan is just Constantine. Um, that said, that reminds me, Bruce and Selena had their own adventure on that episode too. Uh, did you want, did you have any questions or want to talk about that one? Yeah. Who's Mixmaster? Or the uh, myth, right? Mixmaster. The, the, the music master. The, the music maestro. Maestro. Meister. Meister. Yes. Who's that? That is an old school Batman villain. Um, they 
updated him significantly to look like he was from like Run DMC or something like that. Uh, and obviously he was he was a white character when he was created in like the 40s wow. or 50s or like whatever. that's what threw me off like it wasn't until they said his name it's like i started putting two, two and two together i started figuring out who he was before they said his name uh but i also like that about you know I, I like when they take a character and just uh update it to the point where you're not sure that's them until you get a little bit more hints you know and then you're like Okay, I see what we're doing here. Um, it's the Music Meister, you know. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I was gonna see who played him uh, in that. Oh, Larry Owens. I don't know that I know who Larry Owens is. Um, Larry Owens. I don't. I've never seen anything. Oh, maybe Search Party. Yeah, I'm not familiar with this actor, but uh, it was really cool. It was a cool role. Uh, but he basically. Like what was crazy about that episode was, you know, because they had a B story going on while mm-hmm. while while the 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 gang is all in Louisiana, which by the way they kind of wrote off like King Shark and Clayface on that episode. Um, they're just not even really in that episode after they leave. Well, there's a there's an episode <laughs> coming up called a very another Sharkly adventure. So, well, there you go. That's fair. But um, while they were gone to in new orleans uh they wanted to show you what selena was up to with bruce and uh basically alfred drugged the two of them and put them in a couple's therapy uh with <laughs> uh, he basically got a a a super villain to come who who forces people to sing against their will like sing out their feelings or whatever they're experiencing he basically he can turn your show into a musical is what is the purpose of the music meister. Um, I, I'm pretty sure he's an old ass character, but like I first learned of him in um, the Batman Brave and the Bold show. He seems like the perfect Batman Brave and the Bold villain. Yeah. Do you know who played him in that show? No. Neil Patrick Harris. Of course. You're all, of course. Of course. Um, he looks see. very silly. Hold <laughs> on a second. His man is full on zoot suit. Oh, you know what? I was wrong. I was so wrong. That mm. is the one in the cartoon is the first time that character ever p- appeared. Oh, really? He, he, Neil Patrick Harris played the first appearance ever of the Music Meister. Um, I guess that makes sense because a music character really wouldn't work on print. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, the, ga- sense. the gag only works in TV or, or radio. Yeah, you I need guess. a song. Yeah. Wow. I just, I, I just felt like when I saw him, he just like the whole, the whole joke of batman brave and the bold which is an old cartoon from like 2012 or something like that not super old but is that they deep dive into like the oldest batman villains that you didn't know of and so when they brought in the music meister i think everybody or at least myself i assumed that was an old one that i just never heard of but apparently that was 
a character first created then. So that that gives them even more liberties to play with, you know, in, in this. If he's only appeared, you know, there in one other show, I think it's fine to just completely. Well, he changed his colors, but he has the gap in his teeth. He has the gap in his teeth and he has the musical notes on his body. Yep. Yeah. And the same power. But that's pretty funny. I'm shocked. I did not know that. Oh, there was a live action version of this character that appeared in Supergirl and The Flash, uh, played by Darren Chris as well. Of course, because they probably wanted uh, the musical episode. Yeah, exactly. The same deal. Same deal. That's really funny, man. They just created a character that is specifically for all the TV shows to make them sing. I love it. I love it. But anyways, yeah, he makes Selena sing and he makes Bruce sing and it's freaking ridiculous. Um, and Diedrich Bader is not a great singer. And I think that's kind of the joke of it is Bruce's singing was was rough. And as soon as the therapy was done, Bruce kept wanting to sing. And they're like, oh, no, no, you don't. You don't. You, you don't have to sing anymore. Don't worry. About yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah, that was good. Um, and then, yeah, I think the the whole like the funniest conceit of that whole episode was uh at the very end you know when ivy finally comes to terms with her her feelings towards frank and or i mean or or like how how she she has a friend that she cares about and she really wants to do something but she feels helpless and all these things and then and then she really needs the swamp thing to help her you know find frank and then he's like oh you don't need my help you can do it on your own now that you've come in you've you've gotten in touch with your feelings and she's like Oh, I really hate when it's a whole you had the power all inside you all along kind of thing. And I like that she made the joke because yeah, they call out the trope. It's a trope. It's a trope. And that's what that episode ended up being. Um, But it was funny. You know, I I enjoyed it for for just playing with the ridiculousness of it. And at the end of the day, uh, Harley Quinn got her beignets, which was her whole, <laughs> that was her MacGuffin for the whole episode. Pretty much. She just wanted Louisiana beignets and she got them. Um, but yeah, no, I first as ridiculous or as boring as I just made that sound. I just really loved everything about that episode, except one, one thing. What was bugging you? I, I'm, I'm curious if you're able to guess. There was one uh, thing, and and if if you can't get it right away, I is this one thing related? No, and it's Batman related. It is. It is Batman related. Is it that he has a prisoner? No, but you're close. Okay, lay it on me. I was really bummed. At the last scene of the sh- of the episode, where they show you that Batman is the one keeping Frank uh, mm-hmm. in in his lab, and he's like, working on him or whatever, and he's not wearing the Batman suit, like that just hurt my brain. He's just dressed as Bruce. Um, I don't think Batman ever does Batman stuff, <laughs> not dressed as Batman. You know what I mean? I mean? Like practical, right? Like like. Him, he his preference is to be Batman. So especially knowing that Frank is a sentient being, like unless your plan is for that plant to not leave alive, like 
what are you doing showing your face to him? You know, I mean, I mean Batman like, only saves people, right? Like, <laughs> um, that yeah, that just that just irked me when I saw that this time around. I, I kind of forgot it the first time I watched it last week, uh, but when I rewatched it today, I was just like, uh, I know that the real reason is so that Harley and Ivy can find Frank by going to like Bruce Wayne's house or whatever, but like, uh, it just it just it just rubbed me wrong. To, to ever see an instance of Batman not being Batman correctly. It, that was weird. Um, I'll let it go for the show. I'll let it go. I'll yeah, I think for Harley Quinn, the Harley Quinn show, you're not looking for the 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 most accurate Batmanisms. I guess. It's fair. I mean, he's allowed to be dumb on this show, I suppose. Um, but yeah, and then the, uh, the second episode that came out uh, yesterday... Um, second i mean the sixth episode but it's the second one for us to talk about uh <laughs> the the killing vote joker the killing vote i it's almost it was almost like a what if story i kind of i really dug it like it's just the joker doing his own his doing his joker thing but without killing and it's hilarious <laughs> the the fact that this opened to like a, a TGIF style uh, like theme song that went wait till they get a load of us um, as the first lyric of the song. That was so ridiculous. Um, but yeah, no, it was it was an entire episode done from the Joker's perspective, which is actually something I. I think I asked a few weeks ago when we had Brian on the show, uh, you know, we were kind of making predictions of where things could go. And I was like, mm-hmm. I want a Joker check in. I want an entire episode that lets us see where the hell there you go. Joker and his family is going on, you know, because like I know this show's about Harley Quinn, but they built some really rich characters around her and her universe. And I'm sorry, I'm too invested in, in Joker and his whole family that he's adopted and and like <laughs> and the, the fact that he's trying to actually be a legit dad for these kids oh my god i was so happy with this episode it was so stupid and re- it was just ridiculous but yeah no he he you got to see him have like nightmares about somebody else on the school board or something like that you know like yeah like you get to see like he <laughs> He's at a point where he fears like the PTO meeting. Like he's he's having these like weird flashbacks. PTA, this, PTA, P- PTA yeah. meetings, yeah, PTA yeah. meetings. You know, and his new like nemesis is just like this other mom, played by Amy Sedaris. Is that who that uh, was? That's, that was Amy Sedaris. Yeah. Okay, I get it. Yeah, I, I, hear I it. love I love her. Um, no, yeah, and it was just super funny because he he's trying to like. He's like he's got this woman that like he's like whispering, you know, bitch under his under his mouth whenever he can about her. Like the the thing, the ways that she irks him are so hilarious to me because it's like the whole city of Gotham has just accepted that the Joker, who was the the most notorious murderer in all of Gotham City, is now fully reformed. And you can talk shit to him without worrying at all. <laughs> and like that's that just cracked me up. Like he just handed her a plate of chicken adobo 
and she just wolfed it down without even a slight concern that it might be poison or anything or or have joker toxin in it or anything nothing like and i kept waiting for those things i think that's the whole gag of that's, the episode yeah that's the funny right? like, like he could totally kill any of these people yeah he could kill them at any single time ever anybody who's like getting in the way of his kids or his wife uh anything he could always kill but he's choosing not to and it's just too funny man like he so he's going through the red tape and then eventually it's just the escalation of it. it's also what's hilarious like yeah and then eventually he just freaking gives up but he doesn't even give up in the way that you would think he's gonna give up you know like because like so in case you 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 understood that the show was like parodying the uh the killing joke right like yes like have you read the killing joke before no <laughs> uh, um do you know the premise of the killing joke uh is that the is that the one where he kills a robin no no um it's it's the one where he paralyzes batgirl okay um so the the idea of killing joke which i highly recommend reading it it's actually a really short comic uh it was written by alan moore the great you know the great writer who wrote like V for Vendetta, Watchmen, and um, like a lot of other great stories. Uh, he, when he wrote this comic, like it just, it was just like mind blowing for a lot of people because the whole idea of it, and it's kind of like the basis of like the Joker movie, is. Is this the, where you the, get like the Red Hood? Like, yes, okay. yeah. The whole point, the whole point of the Joker is that on, if you took any single yeah. person. Yeah. and gave them the worst day of their lives, they would snap from society, like const societal constraints, and they would go off the rails and do whatever it is they do. And so to prove that to Batman, he does these horrible things to Commissioner Gordon, who is Batman's best friend, right? So he... he uh, shoots it starts with him shooting barbara in the spine she's paralyzed there's an implied rape um there's a lot of horrible photos that he takes of her laying on the ground instead of paramedics being called or whatever you know all these things and then he ends up kidnapping gordon and putting him on this amusement park ride and throughout the ride he's subjected to all these images of his poor daughter and just like he's just he's trying to give Gordon the worst day of his life to show Batman that Gordon will choose, you know, to go to go and kill and stuff like that in retaliation. And it doesn't quite work because Batman, you know, saves the day <laughs> and kind of proves things. But what I thought was really funny is like this, you know, this episode's called The Killing Vote. And it's all about the Joker trying to work within the system. And at every point, he's getting shut down, right? He keeps getting, like, like cock-blocked on every single thing he wants to do for his family. And eventually, he snaps, which, you know, is, is the whole point. But, like, the way he snaps is so, uh, like, left field because his choice to snap is to run for mayor. Like... <laughs> Like he's like, he's like the whole thing sucks. The whole system's stupid. I'm gonna fix it from the inside, and that's oh man, that's too funny. 
I can't, I can't handle that. And the funniest thing about it is like, I didn't like it in the other episodes when I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't like the whole Gordon Two-Face like campaign manager dynamic thing that was going on. Something about it wasn't like really making me laugh, but it worked in this episode for me. Like it worked watching this progression of Gordon and, and Two-Face and their relationship. Yeah. I don't know. Like, but it also makes it. It justifies that relationship now, right? Like, like, well, shit, now I got to work with Two-Face to beat the Joker in the, you know? Um, well, is he? Because I thought he dropped out of the race. Yeah. Well, you know he, what I mean? Yeah. But uh, until, until, the, until he met the Joker and mm. saw that he was completely reformed and saw that the Joker actually cares about policy... He he cares about the dual immersion program at the school, you know. Like, I, I love how like Barbara like starts siding with the Joker too. It's she's like, a yeah. she becomes a Joe bro, right? Like, I think or, or the sane clown posse is what she prefers to have have the uh, <laughs> the the stands for uh, the Joker. Yeah, no, that was it was really funny and like I really enjoyed watching. Uh, <laughs> I never got tired of the joke where. Gordon kept getting um, double crossed by Two Face, <laughs> and he's just like, "Wait, but why would you do that? You promised, you know." He's like, "Bro, <laughs> this is not fun for me anymore." He's like, "It's literally my name." Um, that just—I never got tired of that. It just—it was too funny. And then, yeah, the episode uh, ended with, I think, the—I think the Joker is going to be the mayor of Gotham City, and. Uh, Harley and Ivy show up from their vacation in New Orleans and they're like, what the hell? We were gone for four days. And so, <laughs> um, yeah. So the Joker is the mayor now. And I think you could only ever do that in this show. Like, or I guess a what if, right? But like, yeah. Yeah. And it'd be okay. Like, I mean, this show just explores the zany, right? Like, Yeah. But it's doing it's 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 exactly that it's it's doing stuff that should never actually happen. And that's kind of why we liked Harley the first two seasons is it's a giant what if to the DC universe. And I think the first three episodes were just not a what if that was of anything like. Yeah, I guess interesting because we were already what ifing. what if Harley and Ivy got together for the first two seasons. And so I don't think I actually needed like, like three, the dog three catching the, you know, chasing a car and catching it. Like once they were together, I don't yeah. think they had a, a plan on what's, what's to do. You know, I think they do have a plan. I just think it didn't come through or the payoff of what the way what... they wanted it in the first few episodes. Yeah. I still think they're like, I'm changing my tune. Like earlier in the season, I was like, I think they're going to break up, but now the more I see it, I think I'm seeing signs of their relationship becoming stronger and stronger. And so hopefully they're learning from each other. It is really funny how Harley always has to say, like, as your girlfriend, blah, 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 as a therapist, blah, blah, blah. You know, like she, <laughs> she does that constantly. And so I'm wondering if one day Ivy's just going to say, you need to stop. You know, like, um, it's a lot. She's she's a very clingy uh, partner. And 
I'm, I'm, but Ivy loves her. So I, I think, I think it's going to work out, but I, I really, I think the bigger thing that I want to see work out is I want to see Ivy's plan to terraform all of earth. Like that would be, that would just, that would be the ultimate what if for that show is just it's now they all live on plant plant they land. Just, they just yeah, just just destroy all up like tear down all the cities and everything. Um I also really like the moment on the on the roller coaster where you see a shadowy figure drop down and Benicio's like Superman and then and then like they're like, Oh no, no, no it's just Gordon. Yeah. You can go back go back to screaming now. Like, <laughs> Or when they finally get off the thing and like and like Benicio's like like really hurt and Joker catches or he goes and gets him and he's like, oh, oh you're okay, thank God, thank God, you're okay, uh, f- physically, physically, like mentally, oh, you're this is traumatizing. This is poor. Like, I really appreciated that. That was oh, man. It's just I think the just the nature of that whole like the. We didn't talk about like, but the reasoning is he wants to get his kids into like the dual language classes, like something super hyper specific. Like, yeah, because his care his characters because he, he his, cares his, his family his families from you know a Latin they're a Latinx right, and so mm-hmm. uh, he wants them to not forget. Uh, you know, uh, people are making fun of Benicio because yeah, he uh, wants because his, of his name. <laughs> yeah, he wants his kids to be accepted in the other student body to like understand what it's like to you know to have two languages and stuff and like these are really progressive woke agendas that the joker has and it's like it's mind-blowing that that he that he's the guy that that is is holding up the standards of what gotham should be (laughs) um that is why this is the ultimate what if show right there because what's funny is that Bruce Wayne, meanwhile, is the guy with all the resources that could actually make effective change in his city. And what he's doing with his time and money is buying Catwoman cats named Thomas and Martha. <laughs> to which her response, by the way, was so good when she said, is the only thing you know about me that I like cats, <laughs> you know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was so good. Um, but yeah, Bruce Wayne is just like he's just a jackass, right? Like he just and he would be like if I mean, he's a billionaire. Like <laughs> I'm not saying all billionaires are night or bad people, but there's just an arrogance that just goes with it, right? Like, yeah, but yeah, well. I'm glad I'm glad uh, that we could talk about this one and not and not nitpick a lot and just be like, I mean, yeah, it makes it's you want to keep it's watching again. Yeah. Like it was definitely like a, a rough start to, to the season. So now I'm hoping the, we finish off strong. Like I'll be last happy if, week, it, if it continues on. Yeah. Last week, I was not excited for Thursday. This week, I was very excited for Thursday because I was like, I want to watch both shows. You know, I want I was excited. So. Um, I will be excited for the next few Thursdays now, knowing that we get Harley Quinn and we get She-Hulk. Um, but uh, with that, do you want to switch over to She-Hulk? Hell yeah. All right. Okay. 
this is same rule applies here. Spoiler warning for She-Hulk. Um, yeah, it just came out yesterday. The first episode, She-Hulk Attorney at Law, is the full title. Uh, this episode was called A Normal Amount of Rage. And uh, it's basically, here's the super quick summary. Jen Walters' world is turned upside down after a freak accident leaves her with superpowers. Um, yeah. I'm... I mean, that's the most simple explanation Disney Plus could ever give. Uh, I could talk a lot about this, but I kind of want to see what you want to say about this first. Um, I, I know, I know She Hulk. I know who she is. I know the, I know the, the bullet points, but I never, I've not read a She Hulk comic, so this is still, this is pretty new to me. All, all of the. Uh, the She-Hulk isms, we'll say that. Yeah. And watching this last night, it was, it was kind of the same breath of fresh air that I kind of got with Miss Marvel, but the adult knob was turned up maybe two clicks, and I think that's what put the icing on the cake for me. Because oh, okay. no, okay. no, no, Miss Marvel was, was was very much a teen comedy show. And this one's a little bit more adult in that sense. And those types of conversations and the jokes and the things you can play with in that space work so well for the show. You know? Yeah. I was quite shocked by some of the adult, the, the adult humor that got, that got thrown in there, but they, they were basically, they were very clearly, um, you know, staking their claim, right? Mm -hmm. They were basically saying, look, Miss Marvel was this thing. You know, Moon Knight was this other thing. We're this. Yeah. This is what we want to be. You know, we want to be a slightly more adult comedy. Like you're getting you know? that like nine, nine o'clock sitcom energy from this show. Yeah. 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 And that's honestly like it's it's a weird it's a weird thing because like I, I am a comic. I'm a Marvel comic fan. Um, I started my love for Spider-Man was first. You know, he was my first love. Um, then I just kind of stuck with Spider-Man for like years and years and years. I would read big, you know, events, you know, every now and then I'd read some X-Men. Um, but pretty much I just kind of stayed to those, those two books, like really. Um, but then like once my friend Clark turned me on to Daredevil, um, I just kind of like my love for Marvel just kind of blew up. And like, I just started reading, like there was a point like around 2003 when I just oh, started right buying the movie. 2003. The movie came out in like, in know, three, right? What three? What movie? The Daredevil movie. Oh, uh, maybe. But um, Marvel was just putting out a lot of really good new comics and stuff. And so I just started kind of reading everything. So like. They were putting out number ones for like Miss Marvel and She-Hulk and and you know the Punisher and whatever. Man, I was just I was grabbing it all and reading it. And you know, some was just sitting on the back burner until I could get find time to do it. But I swear when I actually took time to read She-Hulk, I was like, where has this been all my life? Um and um I think the art, you know, the, the Greg Horn famous like art, uh, like covers that they did 
one of which is behind me. It's kind of hard to see, but um, I do have it actually on the wall above me. Um, those really drew me into the comics too, because like I, I like I like Greg Horn um, because he does like a realistic kind of mm -hmm. realistic, but still comic style. I you know you you know I don't like uh, Alex Ross like Alex Ross because I don't know he just makes everybody look fat. I like and, the and, and old and and um but greg horn's art really brought me in and so uh but then the writing was just so cool like and that's when i started seeing i was like this is a comedy this comic is a straight up comic comic you know what i mean like and, I, and it was about the zany adventures of this character that you know her origin it's pretty it's pretty clear clear cut right like you get it. You get it really fast, right? You get it. It's like, yeah. oops, got a blood transmission from the Hulk. Now I'm a Hulk, you know? And, um, but the real meat and potatoes of the, the She-Hulk comic is she works for a law firm that ends up involved in some of the most ridiculous court cases that could only occur in the Marvel universe. And so what I really loved about this episode, and yeah, for some reason, she breaks the fourth wall. That's her, like her thing. Yeah. And there's just a lot of comedy that goes on in her comics. And so what I loved about this episode is how concise it was. It was only a 38 minute episode, probably what really 32 minutes, if you're not counting the credits and in it, they told everybody who knew nothing about She-Hulk, everything yeah. they needed to know. They did the fourth wall thing and like, hey, this is like, let's get it. And they joke about it, too. Like, let's get it out of the way. Like, yeah, like this is what happened. And then, yeah, here's what happened. You either accept it or you turn the TV off and go. Because like if at this but, point you're not able to accept that the blood from Hulk could make his cousin do this. Like, why are you even watching these things? You know what I mean? Like, why? So. Well, um, and you kind of while watching it and seeing like the smart Hulk stuff, like, yeah, it's been we're almost at fifteen years of a smart Hulk, or not smart, but of the of, Hulk of, in the of the, the Hulk, Hulk. Yeah. in the MCU. So it's it's such an easy pill to swallow, and they kind of they subtly remind you of that fact that like we're in it, like we're in it, like this is. The they we are not so subtly, so deep in the MCU right now. They like, they not so subtly remind you of things that you have just grown to accept in that universe too. You know what I mean? Like like the lullaby thing being one of the tricks that he uses to to like turn back into Banner, and she's like, "Could you please walk me through step by step how that works?" And he's like, "I really don't have a good answer for that." You know, like. <laughs> And it's funny because like, it's true. Like if you, this is, this is the, one of the most fun parts about like doing this show with you is your brain like has these crazy tangents that it goes on sometimes. And I can only, I can only ever remember every single time that something Hulk related has broke your brain or, or something, <laughs> or something, something even you know even otherwise not related to hulk but like i'll always go back to this is the same universe that the hulk exists you know what i mean like and so it just cracks me up like the other day you were watching it and he's like i just don't understand why he's got glasses wouldn't his eyes get stronger 
And I'm like, that's that's the line. That's the line for you. I mean, that's stigmatism, but like, I'm just saying he's had a he's had his arm in a brace for like five years. But like, yeah, it's the eyes. I mean, they 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 showed me a dumb device, right? So it's like he (laughs) it's it's healing him. So, yeah, but no, I just I really love that. Like this episode accepted all of the conceits, which is. The Hulk is a weird one that we're not really ever. We we kind of love that you as an audience accept it at face value, because if you if you examine this one too much, it really doesn't make sense. You know, like it doesn't like the, does it make sense that her hair grows and then shrinks every time she turns into She-Hulk and straightens. Also, but I would argue like the Hulk is up there with Spider-Man and Batman that you don't everyone kind of knows his deal and we all accept it he's there's not a lot of those characters but he is definitely one of them where it's he's he's been in in pop culture for you know from the from his tv show from his other movies like yeah you everyone just knows what the hulk's deal is he's he's smart he gets bigger when he's angry he's jekyll and hyde yeah he's jekyll and hyde at the at, at his core Um, and that's what I love about this episode is it doesn't make any apologies for what it is, which is, Hey, you know what the Hulk is? What if we did it, but funny? Yeah. You know, like, and that's what this is. That's what it's going to be. And that's what I was so excited for because the entire origin was taken care of in 30 minutes so that like now it can do whatever it wants for the next five weeks. You know what I mean? Like Miss Marvel took how long? We had to go back in time. For- she had to go back in time. <laughs> Moon Knight even took a little while before we actually got to see some some decent Moon Knighting. You know what I mean? Like, but this one, we had a full thirty minute Hulk show. A full 30-minute Hulk show, yes. That's crazy. And it blows my mind that there are people out there complaining about that. Like, that's, like, I don't get it, man. It just hurts my head. Like, but so, long story short, as a fan of the comics, I was so happy yesterday because I've waited so long for She-Hulk to be part of the MCU. Um, I freaked out when I read the announcement because I was at D23 that day. Um, I chose not to go to that panel and I was at my hotel room and I just looked at what was announced and I was like, I screamed in my hotel room because it's like, finally, it's wild over this far into it, man. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it was really funny to me because I've been, I was chatting with our friend Travis the other day um, about or yesterday about the show and like, he was really funny because on the first watch, he didn't love it. And he was like citing all the CG and, you know, blah, blah, Avatar better, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah. hey, man, hey, you tell you, let's talk again when Avatar can produce a limited show in under three years, you know, like a limited series. And he's like, that's kind of my point, though, right? Is like, should you be doing a show? about a girl that's entirely six foot seven and green if you're not if the technology is not there 
and I was like, I felt like the technology was there. And it is, I like, I'm again, I'll go back to this point. It, it's just my, my speculation, my opinion. I think they figured out the bar of yeah. quality where it is acceptable. Is it, it's below Infinity War or Endgame level. It's definitely below. Mm, but I th- I think it's above Infinity War in, because Infinity War had that ghetto-ass bobblehead Mark Ruffalo head on top of that a That was a funky cluster. situation, though. That was, like, very last minute of a change, though. Uh, it there's, was toy, there's toys for that scene that, that made it I out. Know. But I think there's a quality bar where they're happy with. That the fans might not be happy with, but the the spreadsheet checks out and where if you put it at this quality, majority of the people will be happy. I agree. And I'm okay I, with I that. Agree. It gets and, stuff out faster. It gets, you know, ultimately it's about the story, not how yeah. and, how many followers we'll you can see on your face. You know, and I you know, I my I've made the joke many, many times. My bar is very clear. Is it better than the rhinos in Black Panther? I freaking love Black Panther. I love it. That scene where he wrestles a rhino is so bad. Pretty booty. It's so bad that it took me out of the movie for a second when I watched it. I'll take it a step further. That final fight, up until they fall down, is pretty bad. There's so much bad CG in, in one of the best superhero movies that has come out in the last 20 years. It's like not it's not even arguable that's one of the best superhero movies there is some cg that is rough in that movie but you know what we're willing to forgive it because the story is so awesome where the the storytelling the acting the writing like everything about that makes us forgive these technical limitations and if we can do that for black panther we can do that for she-hulk yeah and I think I'm not I'm not even trying to make apologies for Shiko. I thought she looked good. I thought yeah, on a different depending on what screen I'm watching it, you know, like I watched it on a 4K TV yesterday and I thought it looked great. I watched it on my computer today and I was like, ooh, you can But really where see the some the weird CGI stuff. falls short, the other part of the equation is it needs to be good writing. And yeah. I think the writing in this episode as of right now is backing up, you know, it's it's pulling its own weight. Yeah. So it, and the it, and the acting, right? I yeah, thought Tatiana all, Maslany, wow, she's great. I've I've only ever heard good things about her. I've never watched Orphan Black. Um, I did see her as a kid in Ginger Snaps too, um, <laughs> but I don't think that's a good bar for you know her the quality that she delivers. But man, her she quips was, are great when she has a little when she, it gets a little bit serious on like the anger management that a, that all women possess inherently yeah like she strikes those chords really well i think i think she explained that better than i've ever seen it explained in the comics um and and i I think it helped that the episode was written by a woman too you know what i mean like it like like i that's the unfortunate like thing like i don't i don't tend to go around recommending my favorite she-hulk comics because the sad reality is a lot of the She-Hulk comics I read back in the day were written by men and they're, they have a very male centered point of view, you know? And so um, I don't, I don't apologize for me liking those stories, you know, but uh, I do recognize that like 
they're probably not the best. And there are more recent ones that you can go and read that, that are better for that. But I, I love that we now have her voice told through the female's perspective. And it's great. It's great that they acknowledge that, like, Bruce, I think you're mansplaining a little bit, like, how to deal with anger. Because let's be honest, these are all the things I deal with on a daily basis, you know. So it was their way of of saying that thing that Bruce said in, in Avengers, right? Which is, I'm always angry. That's my secret, right? You know, so like, but, you know, Bruce just has rage issues. And that's just, that's just known. That's a known thing. Uh, I think you, when you say that, you know, Hulk is as famous as Spider-Man and Batman and Superman, like, Mm-hmm. I think he is famous for his rage, you know? Yeah. And so um, I think that's one of the coolest things about if she Hulk is famous, she's actually famous, famous for the exact opposite, which is she's famous for maintaining a cool head all the time, you know? Um, um, to, br- to bring it back to the very beginning of the episode, not all when, the time, they, when they, mostly. when they do the, the car crash, um, it's, it's pretty it's very similar to how her origins are in the comics um granted bruce is involved in the car crash this time around versus it's just being her right uh yeah yeah yeah. so in it is a it is a change i'll I'll let you continue what you're saying well i was gonna talk i want to get talking about that ship Oh, they specifically named that ship and what it is that was a sakar ship i uh, yeah, I mean, the car ship showed up. He believes it's to deliver a message. Uh, it looked like something that was sent from the Grandmaster. Um, I thoroughly, strongly believe <laughs> that we will not see anything about that ship until the end of this season. Oh, I, I mean, that dude has a kid. That is um, that that is the only avenue that that goes. Yeah, down. no, yeah, that's that's probably right. You're probably that is right. the only lane I can see. But well, you know, he does have a kid in on Sakar in the comics. Yeah, I yeah, it was, is it Scar, right? His Scar, yes, okay. is, is is the name. That's the only lane I see. I I that's something that I don't. I didn't think they would ever do. Oh, I think a lot of fans knew that they would they would figure out a way to do the Hulk, uh, Planet Hulk story because it is one of the most popular Hulk stories ever. How does that differ uh, than World War Hulk? Planet Hulk. Um, they're they're, con- they're they're connected, they're two, right? They're two companion stories. Okay. Um, well, we kind of we kind of got half a Planet Hulk In story already, which is him being sucked through a wormhole and forced to be a gladiator on Sakar. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest of that story is a giant ripoff of John Carter from Mars. <laughs> like a hundred percent man like uh it's it's uh edgar rice burrow uh, the guy the guy who created uh tarzan mm-hmm. he wrote this this you know this story that sadly got adapted you know not so well by disney as a movie that kind of flopped um but when i was watching that movie i had never read the book i had only read planet hulk and i was watching this movie and i was like what the hell planet hulk just ripped off the entire story of this but I think they were able to do that because not a lot of people in that time period, you know, like 
10 years John ago. John Carter's old. Yeah, we're not. We're, yeah, I mean, Tarzan is old too. Tarzan's super old. Um, but yeah, John Carter from Mars, it's basically they just facelifted that story and put Hulk as the center of it. But it ends with him uh, forming a rebellion against the 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 slave owners the, the you know the 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 people who organize these gladiator things it's like you know basically it ends like the movie gladiator um it's like spartacus where, basically right? like, yeah or spartacus or any of these things yeah. yeah and the people revolt and then the hulk becomes the leader of that that planet and then uh and he ends up falling in love and uh and then you find out that there was like a bomb like on the ship that brought him there or something like that. There was a bomb on that was like that he wasn't aware of and it detonated and it wiped out the whole freaking planet except him because he's the Hulk. He's the strongest one there is. And he was so angry about this because it was like, I don't know if it was a bomb or if it was like a malfunction on the ship mm-hmm. because in the comics, it was the Illuminati chose to send the yes hulk. okay yeah yeah you're you're checking boxes here yeah in my brain and, and so when uh, when the hulk lost everything that he had formed on this planet he he got it you know he got he got his crew together that survived or whatever whoever you know basically a handful of people that were alive and they went back to earth and they declared war on on earth um, so that's World War Hulk. Uh, and so, but the trick is when he left, he didn't realize that like he had gotten his love pregnant and because it was a Hulk fetus, it was able to survive the explosion yeah, and even survive without a mother alive. And so it, it came to terms somehow and came out of the mud and, grew up super fast because that's how comic book kids always grow up so that they can <laughs> be old enough. You he's know? red, isn't he? Or is he like, is he still? Green? No, he's, he's like a, he's like a, a, a pale green. Cause his mm-hmm. mom was gray. Okay. His mom was gray and, and, uh, and you know, but yeah, that's, a, that's a thing they'll probably do uh, maybe. And people would love that. And it's cool. But um, uh, back to what you were talking about, the origin, the, the, uh, of Jen, what I thought was cool about it is the one big difference the comics, she gets in a car accident, Bruce gets called. It's a, you know, he's the only family they could find and they tell him she needs a blood transfusion. Uh, Bruce has already been the Hulk for a long time. So he's really, he's really contemplating what, what might happen to his cousin if he does this for her. Right. And, and what I really love about, um, excuse me, the episode is they just make it a straight up accident mm-hmm. with the two of them in the car. Bruce gets cut, doesn't really have a chance to think things through at all. His blood drips into her blood. Boom, done. And that's it. And my favorite thing about that is it takes that whole complicated, you know, moment for Bruce Banner in the comics where he is making the decision to create another monster and he just doesn't have any agency at all. And I think it's better that way. Cause like, why should his decision be her story? 
you know, like it's, it's her story. And so yeah. I rather her story be about dealing with this horrible accident that happened, you know? And so it's cool. And, but I, I really like that. She's like right now just saying, no, I'm good. Everything's good. Leave me alone. I'm fine. You know? And like, there's trauma there for sure that she will have to deal with at some point. Um, but for now, she just wants to be a lawyer and let her be a lawyer. Yeah, I feel like that that sets up the arc, right? Where the, it ends with her choosing to be She-Hulk all the time, right? Like, I think that's where... Well, at some point, yeah. So, like, that's kind of the other fun part about the character is, like, there are times in the comics where she she gets really addicted to being that you know she was making fun of hulk because like he's like i'm smart hulk now you know like you don't really get to choose these names and she's like she's like mm, it's uh you're in you're endorsing, endorsing it, it yeah. so you know um and he's like don't lawyer me and stuff you know but but the reality is like you know this episode ends with her courtroom getting invaded by titania you, you played by jamila jamil which I know you don't get anything really other than a cartoonish cartoonish battle with between her and, and she hulk but like you know um jen has to hulk out to beat this villain and that's how it ends and in she hulks out in the courtroom for the first time and yeah there's going to be implications this is going to be you know the media is going to get a hold of this she's going to become super famous all overnight and it's how she's going to handle that fame that's going to that's going to change her, you know, and it, and she's going to become overly confident. She's going to become um, she's just going to grow to like being that character more than being herself mm-hmm. um, if if it's following the comic and it and it makes it awkward. Right. Because like. Um, where she may have said that there's not two people. It's always her. Yeah. Um, that still can be true. But like, what does it say about her that she would rather be this thing than be the normal person that she was, you know, for her whole life and stuff. So it's it's fun. It's it's really fun. Um, also, she likes to party. I don't know how we'll see how that goes. But like uh, and Bruce did equip her with the knowledge of Oh, you can drink like a pro now that you're a whole, you know. So, um, I mean, I it's think... one thing to point out this is the longest Disney Plus show that we're getting since WandaVision. So, what do you mean? It's nine episodes. <gasps> it's nine episodes? Is it nine or eight? Yeah, nine or eight. I mean, wait, don't quote me. It's more than six. It is. I thought you should know this. You're scheduling our podcast. <laughs> oh, I just assumed it was six because everything's been six, dude. I didn't. I didn't. Oh, it is nine. <laughs> well, that's amazing. You just made my freaking day. It ends on October thirteenth. Yeah, we're in a. Oh, dude! I thought we were just getting three, six episodes of this show. No, lawyer oh. show. I'm so happy right now. That is awesome. Um, so yeah, back to what you were saying. It's the longest show since. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, lawyer law shows 
are very popular for a reason, right? I don't know what it is about them. People love them, right? So to yeah. see the MCU take that swing, you know, with She-Hulk. Not really just with She-Hulk, by the way. Yeah, I mean, we're getting some, we're getting a Daredevil in there. Dude, like, that's one of the other reasons I love Daredevil comics is like, like, that's why I'm so excited for this season is because the two of them are like, the coolest lawyers ever, you know what but I mean? And so this this show, like even with the Daredevil and the Hulk, like it, it totally already immediately wipes away any issues that I have with the other shows. Like, you know, uh like uh try to think of an example in Falcon Winter Soldier. I know why Spider-Man can't be there. Like I know the legal restrictive ways on why a spider-man can't show up in that show but it's weird but imagine a she-hulk show where the hulk doesn't show up where daredevil shows up i'm not saying it won't be good but it it's not it's not to its full potential but the hulk did show up that's what i'm saying this show already off the bat is playing with oh with playing the big, with the toys yeah. playing with the toys yeah, you don't need a Spider-Man for this, but but by the way, Spider-Man and She-Hulk, if they're in a room together, mm-hmm. it's hilarious because they're they're two of like the greatest wisecrackers in in Marvel comics. Um, you know, there's Deadpool's a whole other thing that I I don't even know if he's paying attention to what people are saying to him most of the time. He's you know, but yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying. It is they're gonna play with a lot of toys, but I, I you know, based on the the tiny bits of previews and and and. Sp- spoilery things i've seen there's a lot of toys that they're gonna play with this season like yeah. a lot you know like what well, we're gonna get abomination we're gonna get maybe a frog man uh a daredevil yeah just you know, going like, back and not not you know not being afraid to to reach out to these people these <laughs> actors to get them back in this show um you know uh, already you're you're um you're in my good graces by by having that in there you know yeah like i like as much as i liked miss marvel the clandestine uh, like you know yeah yeah i'm already willing to forgive like whatever titania ends up being Mm -hmm. i know she looks silly like right out right out of the gate you know but that because that we're not supposed to know anything about her at the end of this episode and that's fine but like i promise you whatever they these the mcu does with this character is going to be better than what she is in the comics. Don't ask me to explain Titania ever. She is a garbage character that is just mainly, mainly meant to have She-Hulk punch. You know, like it's it's <laughs> it's it's a strong woman that is set up to fight the other strong woman. You know, like um, there's not there's not a lot going on with Titania. So I'm I'm a hundred percent confident that they will make that character interesting for us, you know? And so, um, but yeah, like, uh, I'm just super excited. I swear I did not know there was nine episodes for the season. <laughs> um, I will go and fix our calendar for October. Yeah, um, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that, that makes me really happy because like, if there was any show out there that I would want to be longer, it is this. It is because like, I want to see her all the time. And I will, <laughs> I will rewatch the show 
every week. I'll be um, curious on, you know, there she was She Hulk for a majority of this episode. Yeah, um, there were. It was surprising to me how much Hulk there was in this episode. Like I, I did catch them being pretty smart with cutting away from the actual transformation and just cutting back to her. She's already sure. But if they can keep that up, I, I mean, they're, they're swinging for the fences with this one. Like, yeah. You know, what's funny though, is like, remember the Ed Norton one where mm -hmm. the transformation was violent. Yeah. Like, when did they, they just gave that up. Right. Like it's, there's like, yeah, we're not gonna go with the violent transformation well, yeah. anymore. Because when he says, every time in Avengers when the Hulk transforms, it's not too violent, honestly. We don't see him ever trans. Well, oh, we see I'm him always angry. In, I'm always yeah, angry. That we see him transform twice in the Avengers, in the Avengers movie, like the first one. But but it's a fluid motion. Yeah, like it's just one clear motion that he does, like like uh, Jen did in the courtroom. It's just mm -hmm. one fluid motion. Um, yeah, I I don't mind. Um, I think it's grosser if it's violent for 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 the She Hulk story. Well, know? it's when you're playing the tragic spin on it. Like they're not that's not yeah. the angle they're going with this. Yeah, but um, it was funny when I was talking to uh, Travis. He was mentioning something about like. The blood thing was like when they were trying to explain that they have some special thing yeah. going on with their blood that makes them like gamma sponges. And he was like, I'm not sure how that works. You know, like, but whatever, it's fine. And um, it was funny because I was just saying like, I mean, yeah, always Hulk logic is weird. But like the funny thing is there is precedent in the MCU for the Hulk's blood doing crazy stuff to people do you remember well, it yeah well to that point i was like man did the leader just die of cancer like <laughs> that that's immediately where my mind went what if like, the leader comes back you know what i i hope that's the post credit if we were still playing bingo i would put it on there <laughs> but that wasn't the only example do you remember the other one who else is it in that movie, uh, Ross does he get some or no? No, nah. uh, I, I don't know. Stan Lee. Oh, I mean, Stan Lee was the first the first person in the uh, yeah he had the, the juice that act that drinks the soda. soda that has a little bit of Bruce's blood on it, and then he off screen like hulks out, which is why General Ross's team is able to find out where. Bruce is hiding out in South America. So I thought it was funny that they definitely established precedent in this universe for that blood being as dangerous as it is. And so I really, really super appreciated when they showed him after he's done doing all his tests, it, yeah. just completely destroying that blood so that no one can ever get their hands on it. It's a little bit dramatic. And, and she was like, that's what she says. It was a little bit dramatic and, and it's like, no, it's not. And I was when I watched that, I was so happy. And then I was like, cool. Now can you show me the same kind of scene of you destroying your time machine? 
We will never hear about the time machine again. I guarantee. Oh, we're gonna hear about the time machine again. Guarantee we'll never hear about the time. We machine. will. I guarantee you, we will. We will hear about that time machine. He has a goddamn time machine, and we are not. Well, the, uh, yeah, yeah, he does. I guess he fixed it, right? Yeah, he sent Steve back with it. Yeah, yeah. He has a damn time machine. I want to see it get destroyed. I want Kang to be like, hey. What are you doing with that time machine? <laughs> um, but that's okay. I don't mind. Um, but yeah, no, I I'm glad you liked it. Like I was kind of I was kind of worried. I was like, is he gonna like this? No, like, I liked it. Um, and then uh, Selena liked it as well. Her, it's funny. Her two reservations were, how come her hair grows when she turns into the Hulk? Mm-hmm. And I don't have an answer for that. And straightens it, too. It straightens. It's pretty funny. <laughs> And then, um, how come, like, where does her clothes go? Like, how come her clothes don't fall off, whereas the Hulk's does? And it's like... <laughs> she was wearing very baggy clothes because, you know. <laughs> but yeah, no, I was, I was, I mean, like, if you see the clothes that she's wearing when she's training, they're pretty baggy. Um, and, yeah. We were talking earlier, I'm like, that's probably the first time I've ever seen her drawn or animated with an undershirt. <laughs> like, I'm very but happy. She, but she also doesn't get as massive as Bruce does relative, you know what I mean? No, like, but yes. Yeah. The clothes ripping in the comics was very much to the male gaze. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, I literally have a statue up behind me that is quite the male gaze uh, She-Hulk uh, clothes rip. So I'm happy they, they found a happy medium with the clothes rip we've seen so far. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, hair not one, weird. the hair one, I'll never be able to explain to you, honestly. Um, it, I, all I could say is it doesn't grow in the comics. She just has long hair in the comics. Um, I just figured so, like it just, un, cause she has curly hair in the show. I figured like, it just yeah, grows. the curly, yeah, maybe that's that. I don't know. I don't really have an answer for you other than if you're willing to accept all the other things about the Hulk, you will let this go. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, the, I, I mean, I, I saw a fun video that was reminding people of a character that's also in the whole comics uh, called Doc Samson. And um, his he's a gamma irradiated character that he looks like a normal dude, but with really long flowing green hair. And his whole ability is um, like Samson in the Bible and stuff. Uh, the longer his hair is, the stronger he is. And. If you can accept that that character just exists in the comics, then you can let this go. It's like someone it's, pointed out on Twitter that in the trial of the Incredible Hulk, Bruce Banner has a beard, and when he hulks out, he does not have a beard. So it's true. It's true. Um, there you yeah. go. Yeah. No, they do weird stuff. Like I, I don't like. I still don't understand what causes his hair to turn green um because your hair is not the same your hair is like you know dead yeah exactly does it turn green in the mcu or is it yes his hair turns green in the avengers video games it does not okay so it stays brown um but yeah the yeah there's so many things that are just unexplainable about the hulk that you just have to, you just have to be like, I'm down because it looks cool. It looks, her hair looks nice. 
Um, no, she looks like she looks like She-Hulk. Like she looks like freaking She-Hulk, man. Um, so I'm I'm so happy with the show. Uh, I can't wait for next week and and the next eight weeks that come. Um, it's so cool. But yeah, and then uh, I guess we should we should be wrapping this up. Uh, so this section of the spotlight, so that we can do our third spotlight, which is on I am Groot. Um, you watched all the episodes, right, Ricky? Oh, I did not. <laughs> no, I'm just, like, I'm just uh, kidding. We're not going to do that. Uh, um, but no, I actually did. I watched them over breakfast this morning because uh, I didn't realize. They're like five um, minutes long, right? They're like five minutes long. Uh, they're more adult skewing than I thought they were going to be. Right. Um, there's definitely some murder. So you should probably watch them because he, like as my wife put, well, he is Rocket's son. Um. Or, or he's raised by Rocket, you know what I mean? So, like, mm-hmm. you definitely get to see Groot do some things that I think when I, when I heard about the show, I thought it was just going to be a kid's show. Um, yeah. And But it's more just like those Pixar short films that yeah. you get before the movies. Is Sometimes, it all out? I don't know, but I watched five of them, and uh, some of them are pretty funny. Like one of them actually has Rocket in it, and yeah. it's cool. But all of them are Vin Diesel, and I was like, "What the hell, man? That's such a cool gig he has. He just shows up to say I am Groot all day long. Um, it's funny. You should watch them. Oh, um, I'll, I'll get to them some at some point. Yeah, they're they're better than they look just at face value. For talking Disney Plus, I was watching. I started the ILM documentary. That's pretty good. I'll that, check that out. I'll check it out eventually. Oh, you know what? I just finished. I just mm-hmm. finished Marvel's Spider-Man on Disney Plus. Um, it's the show from that was on Disney XD, but then I think they kind of canceled is that it. The Drake Bell one? No, that's Ultimate Spider-Man. The, this is the one that came after that. Okay. Um, oh, like the CG one? No. Okay, no. No, I that's the newest one that kicked off this year or at the end of last year. Um, this is just another animated one, uh, a new a new retelling or new stories, but they based a, they based a lot of it off of Dan Slott's run, which is he's a more recent writer who did like the last like fifteen years on and off. Um, so a lot of the newer characters, newer villains, and stuff like that, and it's really good. But it ends it ends with them forming Web, which mm-hmm. is which is the the whole the whole complex that is meant to be the backbone of the the ride at the at, at Disneyland right at California Adventure uh, the engineering Web. brigade worldwide yes, the, and yeah yes yeah. yes so the whole show ends with a giant commercial for going to California Adventure basically it really is like specifically that yes it ends oh, wow. it ends it ends with web you know the hulk soda is at that park too right awesome like awesome. that's like the one exclusive soda you can get is a ping is a panga douce something like that. I don't, I don't know i don't know why we did we just went on these tangents <laughs> um i just really wanted you to know that like I, I highly recommend you go watch i am groot um i also recommend that spider-man show but it's a lot longer but with that said we should probably wrap this up and then i can talk to you more about these random things in the soapbox for a little bit um, so yeah, thank you for nerding out with me. I'm so glad you like She-Hulk and I'm glad that we've found, we've renewed our love for, uh, Harley Quinn. Um, 
I will get us some guests throughout this season. I'm not going to promise to get them every week. Uh, just because I think sometimes we just don't need them, you know, like sometimes no, we can just chat. No, we can have a She-Hulk yeah, chat. We, yeah, we can just chat about She-Hulk and Harley. And, uh, but yeah, we will be back next week to discuss both shows further. Um, and uh, yeah, thanks to our patrons for supporting our growth and to our audience for tuning in. Um, if you had fun, please remember to like and subscribe and check us out on Patreon for our after show, The Soapbox, starting moments from now. Um, do you got anything to add, Ricky? No. I got right. Oh, was I supposed to plug our Patreon? <laughs> no, no. All right. No. But I mean, are you know, as long as you're uh, you're caffeinated and ready to go, let's yeah, go do a let's, soapbox. Let's go do it.